0: This episode is going to look at censorship, the First Amendment and kind of what social media outlets have done in the past week or so and kind of all tied together and, and paint a picture. I'm pretty sure everybody knows in the past week the events that have kind of gone down from what happened at the Capitol and then, you know, following that social media companies removing President Trump's personal accounts like from Twitter and other things like that. So. Um, I wasn't going to do a podcast on this. It doesn't really tie into what my vision was for this, but I do think it's something important to talk about. And I kind of slept on it for a couple nights. I thought about it Monday, and I slept on it into Tuesday. I still wanted to do it, and I figured, let me give it one more day to think about it, think about what I'm going to say, research it some more. And even in that you know, kind of two-day window, even my thoughts on it have changed a little bit. Obviously, there will be some opinion in this because I'm – ultimately the one that's talking about it but i'm trying to give a perspective of what's actually on paper in law or you know on these user agreements and things like that i'm definitely not going to read the twitter user agreement um there's other things i'd rather read than that so if someone wants to read it and let me know all the details of it please do so um this is not intact on either side of the aisle right or left literally i'm just putting stuff out there um Fortunately, I think we live in a country where we should all have our own opinions and we should be entitled to those opinions and be able to say whatever we want. So on both sides, whoever's saying one thing or the other, you know, please continue to to have your opinions. And hopefully uh, anything that I say today just kind of gives people some information to look at or something to think about if if it disagrees with them. If anybody has any comments or anything from this episode, they can either go on the Facebook page, The Little Military Podcast and post on there. Or if you're friends with me on my personal page, I normally post each podcast on there. And you could just comment under the link. And, you know, I I like to hear what people have to say or what people think. So, you know, feel free to do so. But this morning when I woke up, I went on social media at like 6 o'clock when I was drinking my coffee. And it really just solidified my thought of wanting to do this. So for those that don't know, uh, in the past week, you know, social media companies have removed the president. Well, his personal accounts from their uh, network so there's a lot of outrage on some side there's a lot of support on the others for that decision so kind of like a little table of contents of what will be talked about in this episode is one you know the first amendment what's the first amendment actually say two the social media outlets you know what are their some of their user agreements type things say three we'll look at some of the anti-discrimination laws lawsuits slash laws uh, because people have been bringing some of those events up, and I want to actually look at that separately. And then the Section the Section 230 uh, Communications Decency Act of 1966, and it's actually known as Section 230, which is something that's been brought up a lot too. So we'll look at those items to kind of hopefully paint a picture of what, you know, can these social media companies even do that? And obviously we'll look at the word censorship because that's been thrown a lot. In, in all these discussions that's not necessarily the order that they're going to go in they'll probably all merge together in some way shape or form but I just wanted to give you an idea of of what it's about most people listen to like the first five minutes of a podcast to decide whether they want to continue forward so I figure I'll throw everything out there in the beginning and then everybody knows kind of what it's going to get talked about I guess the first word to look at would be censorship uh, I see a lot of people saying that what the social media companies have done is censorship right so what is censorship Censorship is the suppression of speech, public communication, or other information on the basis that such material is considered objectionable, harmful, sensitive, or inconvenient, in quotations. Censorship can be conducted by governments, private institutions, and other controlling bodies. So, is what the social media companies done considered censorship? Yes, by definition, right? They blocked somebody on their platforms because they thought it was one of those things. They thought, well, or they're claiming it was either objectionable, harmful, sensitive, or inconvenient. How does that tie into the First Amendment? Well, the First Amendment says, "'Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances.'" So that's how the First Amendment reads in the Constitution, right? So uh, over time, there's court cases and other things that stem off of it to change some of the interpretations of it, right? Because this was written in the 1700s, so there's things that are not around today, right, like that may be applicable to the First Amendment. So did the social media companies violate the First Amendment by censoring somebody on their platforms? And the answer would be no, because the First Amendment is intended to make it so the government cannot prohibit your speech, the freedom of the press, the right of the people to peaceably assemble, right? And we could probably talk about the peaceably assemble part too, because everybody thinks that, well, not everybody, sorry, I, I don't want to use that word in this, but um, I mean, there are people that think that, you know, it, it doesn't say peaceably assemble a peaceable assemble would be like a protest that didn't turn violent in any way shape or form right so that could be applied to the past couple of weeks but also you know the past few years so without going down that rabbit hole did the social media companies violate the first amendment how it's written no to dig deeper into it we can look at some of the supreme court decisions that will kind of also uphold that thought A majority of the Supreme Court cases that have to do with, you know, the free speech and and things like that involve government influence in free speech. So when the government will make a law somehow restricting freedom of speech. So, you know, the Constitution says Congress, and then it reads the First Amendment. Congress shall not, or Congress and their influence in it. The Supreme Court, though, over time has determined that The freedom of speech in the First Amendment protects you against all government agencies, whether it be federal, state, local, legislative, executive, or judicial branches. It does not, however, protect you against private individuals or organizations such as private employers, private colleges, or private landowners. It restrains only the United States government. There are some places where the government has been able to restrict you know freedom of speech and uh a lot of that is like a true threat if i if i say and actually threaten somebody i am going to kill you then you know i could be punished in that way shape or form um obscenity there are some things uh miller versus california where the government can you know kind of jump in and, and block stuff a lot of that has to do with pornography especially child pornography and i think a majority of people will agree that that's an okay form of a restriction of the first amendment and then uh commercial advertising speech advertising a product or service is constitutionally protected but not as much as other speech so the government can ban a misleading commercial so if a commercial is out there saying that uh if you take this pill you'll you'll grow six feet tall they could ultimately that down because it, it wouldn't be true if that pill didn't do that but other than that for a social media company to pull somebody's stuff down off of their platform in terms of the first amendment they're not violating the first amendment they're not violating somebody's first amendment right do i think that people should be able to say whatever they want on platforms unless it falls under the offensive slash like child pornography for sure but that's not the point of this podcast that's not, not my opinion i'm just telling you what The First Amendment actually says in what the Supreme Court has decided to this point. So, the next thing to look at would be Section 230. Section 230 was probably not known by anybody until the past couple years, um, but it's it's a law that was put into place in 1996. And... Generally, it provides immunity for website publishers from third-party content, right? So what does that mean? Uh, It means that no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. What it is saying is if I am the owner or if I run a social media platform, I cannot be sued because of what somebody said on my platform. So if I want to post something about another person, place, or thing, and if a social media platform allows it to stay on there, you cannot sue the social media platform because of what was said by one of its posters or one of its you know, people that use the platform. So in the past few weeks there's been a bigger call to remove Section 203 from law and allow people to pursue legal action on these social media companies. Um, really debatable. Like, it's a super, you know, sensitive topic, I guess, to Section 203, mainly because uh, the president's called to remove it. So, obviously, there's going to be a group of people that automatically disagree with it, and there's going to be a people, a group of people that automatically agree with it. And then there's people left in the middle that are like, "Well, I don't even know really what Section 230 is. So um, it says in here that Section 230 further provides good Samaritan protection from civil liability for operators of interactive computer services in the removal or moderation of third-party material they deem obscene or offensive, offensive, even of constitutionally protected speech, as long as it is done in good faith. So there's actually a section in it. And if you want to look it up, it's Section 230C, Paragraph 2, which actually covers this whole section of what we're talking about right now. These social media companies are given some pretty gray area to remove and moderate their platforms as they deem fit without fear of being sued or prosecuted. Um, you know, same thing. It goes into that whole discussion, the whole thing. Like, should they be able to do that? Regardless of what we think, it's written in law, so if we don't like what it says, then we have to push for that law to be amended or changed, and if we like what it says, then we need to push for the law to be kept the same, but, you know, this really hasn't changed much since 1996. Um, there was some stuff that was done in the late 2000s that had to do with, uh, like, sex trafficking and the child porn stuff, which, obviously, I think everyone could agree is... is uh, an okay type thing but to understand everything you know you got you really have to just read this section 230 and then apply it to how you think I do think it's worth noting that the Supreme Court in almost every case has upheld the provider's immunity from liability when defamation cases are brought to them. In ninety seven they upheld AOL's immunity same thing in nineteen ninety eight for those that weren't alive yet AOL had um <laughs> like instant messenger and things like that. And that was kind of like the first, not the first, but one of the first like social media platforms that people use. 2003, they sided with the website operator a second time in 2003, third time in 2003, 2006, 2002 against eBay. Google has been mentioned a few times. There's some dating sites that were even had their uh, immunity upheld even in, in things that involved uh, forms of discrimination against different types of LGBT community members. So, you know, over the course of the past uh, 22 years or 20, 25 years, I guess, really, it's it's been pretty tough to get the Supreme Court to change their rulings on that actual law. So I w- I would think it would be pretty tough for them to for them being Congress or the congressional leaders to to get any movement on removing this law, especially when you think about how much money is funneled into these organizations or these federal groups of um, whether it's the democratic party or the Republican party from these platforms. I think that if people want to look at something to question, it would be the fact that, you know, Facebook and these other social platforms for the most part are publicly held companies. It would be interesting to see, How many shares are owned by our elected officials? Because that might paint a better picture on why they're not getting rid of some of this stuff or why they're keeping some of this stuff and and who it really affects. But as far as how the law reads, you know, the social media companies can remove content on their platforms and not face repercussions from it. Like That's just black and white what it says on paper. I also know I said I did not read the entire Twitter um, user agreement, but I did read a section of it. The one, really, that pertains to who may use it and the content on the services. And, I mean, it says right in here, um, you know, they reserve the right to remove content that violates the user agreement, including, for example, copyright, trademark violations, impersonation, unlawful conduct, or harassment. Those are just examples of what it can be. But there's also information regarding specific policies in the process of reporting or repealing violations that could be found in the Help Center. Um, Super gray area in someone's user agreement right i mean that's why they put those in there something that could be argued too you know like should there be more oversight on user agreements i don't know if, if you like more government interference then yes and if you like less government interference then no so it really just depends on you know what i guess what your political beliefs are but at the end of the day in the user agreement it says in there that the company retains the right to decide who can use and not use its platform and when you look at the first amendment they're not violating that because they're not a government agency. The last little area I mentioned in the beginning was the like anti-discrimination laws. I saw a lot of people reference the case in which uh, a bakery denied a gay couples. um They didn't make them a cake for their wedding, right? And there was a court case that followed it. When you look at the federal anti-discrimination laws, because people were saying, well, if they can... Uh, If they could get in trouble for not making a cake for somebody, then, um, you know, Twitter could get in trouble for blocking somebody because they violated their their right or something, right? So if you look at the U.S. uh, anti-discrimination laws, one, states could have their own anti-discrimination laws. So considering we have 54 states and territories, well, maybe a little bit more than that, but 54 major states and territories, if you include like Puerto Rico, Guam, D.C., and the Virgin Islands. Um, The Civil Rights Act of 64 really only covers discrimination on the form of voting, education, employment, and public accommodations from the federal side of stuff. So they can't make laws that um, discriminate against you because of your race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. So when you look at kind of the additional acts that have fell into that, the fair housing act, Americans with disability act. And then if you look at like title seven of the civil rights act, it really just covers those things. You can't discriminate against people uh, because of their religion, race, national origin, sex, right? Um, I don't really see how that would be applicable to this. I know that, like I said, it's, you know, it's it's people's opinion, like some people could tie this to it, but I just don't see how, if you read the Civil Rights Act, or if you read these um, anti-discrimination laws, to where it would be applicable to a social media company removing content off its site, unless they were to do it because of someone's religion, sex, national origin, race, or color, right? So in this case, uh, they didn't cite any of those reasons to do so, and... It doesn't particularly say in here that they could, that there's any protections against political party affiliations. Um, I'm sure somewhere in state laws, maybe they could tie something to the social media platform, but currently how everything reads, it would be really difficult for anybody to challenge that social media company. And same thing, that's a conversation I think that should be had. Uh, Social media companies seem to have pretty much complete power when it comes to what they post on their on their side so there's going to be some people currently right now with everything going on that agree with that and their decision and their mindset can change when it negatively affects them right so there's a group of people who feel they were negatively affected and and they're upset about it so it's okay to have those opinions and it's okay to talk about it hopefully in a, a peaceful slash um, I would say an adult way but clearly we see, we see that adults don't necessarily know how to act either but really just in a constructive way. So either way, you know, either side of the, the row or aisle that you sit on and what your beliefs are, these are just some things that I observed and looked into because on on social media, I'm friends with people from, you know, all walks of the political spectrum, and I don't block people because they disagree. I, I normally just read what everybody has to say and then try to formulate my own opinion. And for the most part, I keep my opinions to myself um, with the exception of the opinions that I put into this podcast today. So thanks for listening. Like I said, if, if you want to comment on anything that I saw in here, obviously it's, I've already recorded this. So if I reply to you, it'll probably just be on Facebook. I don't have Twitter. Uh, I actually got rid of it a while ago, but, um, I still do have Facebook just because so many people do have it. And, uh, I like to keep in touch with people. So if you have any comments on this one, you know, just go right on there and figure it out leave a comment and i'll reply back and hopefully we can have a conversation so if you don't subscribe or if you're not subscribed already just go ahead and and click subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to we'll try to get back to the kind of content that i wanted to but if people like controversial stuff then i'll talk about controversial stuff